Hey, everybody. Today we are jumping into Luke chapter 6, verses 27 through 36. And uh, this is a phenomenal, phenomenal verse that really gets to the heart of our relationship with God and how it should change our relationship with other people and the way that we treat other people. And uh, to be honest with you, I've recorded uh, a version of this episode already twice. This is my third attempt at it, just because I felt like uh, in the in the previous recordings and the previous times that I've looked at this verse, I, there's just was something missing. I mean, I've spent probably like cumulatively like five days in prayer just over this one verse. I haven't been able to get past it because um, I honestly, I just feel really inadequate when it comes to this verse. I just don't, I don't know how to live it out. And, um, you know, I think, I think a lot of times when we read the Bible and, and hopefully this gives you a little bit of, uh, just a, a little freedom, uh, just cause, you know, I struggle too. I think, I think when I read the Bible and I read the scriptures, I'm just like, man, there's so many things I just don't know how to do. Or I come to text and I'm like, I don't know how to interpret that. I don't know how to live that out. I don't know how to, like, God, I don't know what that means. Uh, and it gets frustrating, honestly. Like, let's just be honest. Sometimes the life of a Christian, life in God, when you really pursue Him, it's frustrating. It can be really frustrating because you open up your Bible and you don't understand the words. You don't quite get it. Uh, you have nobody to really help you work through it, and that's that's why I'm here. Uh, but sometimes I I can't even work through it. Sometimes I read the words and I'm like, Ah, God, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to live this out. So that's just my honest feelings about this verse. This is a tough one, but we're going to power through this. And I think, I think I've got some insights that can help us. Here's what it says. And this, uh, this first verse will stop you in your tracks. Here's what it says. But to you who are willing to listen, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Oh my goodness. Come on. That is so hard. How do we do that? How do I love my enemies? Because honestly, some days I wake up and I wake up on the wrong side of the bed and I can't even love my friends. I'm just not quite sure how I love my enemies. But God gives us some insight. He continues on. He says, bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. If someone slaps you on the cheek, offer the other cheek also. If someone demands your coat, offer your shirt also. Give to anyone who asks. And when things are taken away from you, don't try to get them back. Do to others as you would like them to do to you. If you only love those who love you, why should you get any credit for that? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you only do good uh, to those who do good to you, why should you get any credit? Even sinners can do that much. If you lend money only to those who can repay you, why should you get credit? Even sinners will lend others, other sinners for a full return. Love your enemies. Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great, and you will be truly acting as children of the Most High. For he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. You must be compassionate just as your Father is compassionate. Oh man, there's so much in there. Uh, let me think of where to start. Uh, let's start with this. Let's start with just the inadequacy of this verse in, in all of us. We we can't do it. We can't love our enemy. I mean, our natural inclination is to do good to those who do good to us and to hate those who hate us. And so if somebody, let's say like out of verse 29, if you got your Bibles open, if somebody slaps you on one cheek 
our natural reaction is to return that. We reciprocate things to other people. And that's just our natural fleshly reaction. And God asks us as Christians not to respond in the natural way of reacting uh, through reciprocity. He, he asks us not to do what comes natural to us, to deny that and actually respond in love. Now, we can't naturally do that. We, we don't do that. I mean, at some point in your life, you're going to try to live out this verse and you're not going to be able to because you're going to crack because people are drama, people are crazy, people do terrible things to us, and it's just so naturally ingrained in our sin nature that we're going to respond that way. So my question to you today, and I want you to think about this, is what is God's recipe for true change in this way? What does God ask of us? Does he ask us that we just push down those desires? Does he ask us that we just white-knuckle it and we, we, we make a real tight fist when somebody slaps us on the cheek and we suck it up and we say, I'm going to turn the other cheek now? Is that what God asks? Is that love? Is that truly loving? I think it's not. Honestly, I, I think anything that God asks us to do, he's not asking us to do mechanically. He's asking us to do genuinely. Anything that God asks us to be, he asks us to be that thing with a genuine heart. So when it comes to love, love is not just you sucking it up. Love is not just you saying, I'm not going to slap that person back. Love is you truly to the deep down core part of who you are saying that I'm going to bless those who curse me. And when you bless someone, that's a genuine thing. You're not just saying, oh, bless you. It's not just a word. It's, it's a heart posture. You truly want blessings for that person. Uh, and so how does, how does one change that part of themselves? Well, I think God gives us a few ways um, to change the core of our heart to where we don't respond in the way that we naturally want to respond. We respond in the way that he asks us to respond by truly loving our enemies, by truly, truly, truly loving them. And uh, let me just give you some insight. When you interpret a verse, when you go to look at something like this, um, I think one of the best ways to interpret what God is trying to say is to look at the larger themes of the entire chapter. So look at the verses that come before this verse. Look at the verses that come after this verse. What is the argument that God is trying to make? What is the teaching that God's trying to give? What are the, what are the principles? So let's take that verse, uh, verse 37, the one that comes directly after the passage that we're looking at. Because you know, when the, the writers of the New Testament were writing, there were no big, like, breakdowns, right? Like this at the top of this, it says love, your, love for your enemies. Well, that never existed. This whole thing, it was just one giant paragraph. That's what this book was. It didn't have those natural breaks like we have with those headers that say, like, do not judge others, if you see, like, above verse 37. It didn't have that. It was just one long thought. And so there weren't these natural like delineations between verses. Those were added later. So verse 37 is really just, it's a continuation of this teaching. It says, do not judge others and you will not be judged. Uh, and then it goes on to say, do not condemn others or it will all come back to you. And then uh, verse 41 talks about how uh, we're not to worry about the speck in our friend's eye, but uh, when we've got a plank in our own. So what, what is the larger theme? 
He's saying, do not judge others or else you will be judged. Don't judge others. I think the heart of what try, what Jesus is trying to say and what Luke is trying to say that, that Jesus is teaching is that we shouldn't we should first look at our own flaws before we look at the flaws of others. I think that's a huge theme in this. And I think that that, just that simple uh, principle is something that will help us interpret how we are to love our enemies. See, um, people don't uh, extend grace to others when they're wronged. Uh, and the reason they don't do that is because they fail to see their own wrongdoing, which is why you would judge someone else, right? Which is why you would look at somebody else and you would point out the speck in, speck in their eye without looking at the plank in your own. The reason you're pointing out their speck is because you don't realize that you've got a plank in your own eye. But if you for a second looked at the plank in your own eye, before you looked at the speck in somebody else's eye, you would remove that plank from your eye first. And you wouldn't point out the speck in somebody else's eye because you knew that you had something worse going on in your life. And see, that's what we should do when it comes to our enemies. See, our enemies wrong us. They're wicked to us. They do bad things to us. That is the speck in their eye. But what we fail to realize when we don't love our enemies is that we have a plank in our own. See, here's what it says. This is what, this is what it says in verse um, 35. It says, Then your, your reward in heaven will be very great, and you will be truly acting as children of the Most High, for he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. And what we have to realize is we are the unthankful. We are the wicked. The same thing that someone else is doing to us, we have already done to God. Thus, withholding grace from your enemies is the greatest form of hypocrisy. If we are withholding grace from someone who's wronged us, it means that we're purposely ignoring the wrong that we've done to God. And maybe not even purposely ignoring the wrong that we've done to God, but failing to see the wrong that we've done to God. And so I think Jesus opens up a way for us as Christians to override our natural response to respond to people in hate and, and to not love our enemies. And the way that he does that um, is actually different than what you would think. Because Jesus, he commands us to love our enemies. But in, in the coming verses after this verse, he shows us a way to do that. See, loving your enemies actually doesn't begin with love. Loving your enemies begins first with humility that extends into love. It begins with humility because what you, what we are to do as Christians is to look at ourselves, to look at our own wrongdoing, to look at the plank in our own eye and see that we at some point have been the wicked, we've been the ungrateful, we've been the one who does wrong to God, we've been that person who hates God, who is the enemy of God, who does things that break the heart of God. We've hurt others. We have done unspeakable damage to people. We have. And so it begins with us taking an honest look at ourselves and mourning our own sin nature, and mourning our own shortcomings before we can truly love our enemy. That is the way that opens us up to being able to love our enemy. We must first love our enemy by showing that at some point we were the enemy of God.
And so today, here's what I, I'd like us to do. I would like us to look at our own planks, to look at our own shortcomings, to look at the things inside of us that we have done that have wronged the heart of God. Take an honest look at yourself. Look, if you really sat quiet with yourself for just one minute, and you sat down and you looked at your heart, and you thought about the things that you think about every day, and you looked at the reason uh, why you love other people, you looked at the motivations of your heart, you'd realize, dude, there is really sinful stuff in there. It's real bad. If you realize just what's in your heart, there's no way that you could look at other people who are doing wrong and point the finger at them and hate them. Look, loving others, it begins with humility. I am the enemy of God. I was the enemy of God. And then Jesus died for me and made me a friend. And so for you to be a child of the Most High God means you dying to your own natural desires to respond in hate and to look at someone with eyes of mercy and compassion, with eyes of love for them. And realize you are in now in the position to extend grace, just like grace was extended to you. Would you do it? Would you extend grace to those who hate you, those who have wronged you? It starts with humility. And it ends in love. If you begin with humility, I promise you, if you look at yourself, you look at your shortcomings, it will extend into a love a supernatural love that is just like the Father. I think, and this is a bold thing to say, but I think what we need is not more love. We need more humility. We need to see that just like David in Psalm 51, that we are sinful from the womb. From the time that our mother conceived us, we have sin inside of us. So today, love your enemy. And look at yourself and just see the wrong that you've done to the Lord. And if you see that, I promise, when other people wrong you, it won't be hard to love them. Because you'll look at them and you'll say, at some point I was you. And you'll extend compassion. Lord Jesus, I pray for every single person that's listening. God, I pray that um, we would see that at some point that was us. At some point... We were the enemy. At some point, we were the ungrateful. We were the unkind. We were the unloving. Lord, I pray today that you would come. God, I pray that you would fill our hearts with love for our enemies. Lord, I pray that you would fill our hearts with love for people that could never love us, for people that hate us, for people that talk bad about us. I pray that there would be an overwhelming love that comes through the avenue of humility. I pray that we would be people who are humble. And God, I pray that as we see our own shortcomings, God, that we would love others with the incredible love of our Father, the same love that he extended to us. In Jesus' name, amen.